Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome back to Jack and Payne right here on SEN Hobart. And of course, those two massive games in the AFL in Friday night and Saturday night. But it is a big weekend in sport in TSL football. Flash, we've got the TSL Grand Final this week and it is live on SEN Hobart this Sunday. Are you making the trip up there to make the call? Uh, certainly am, Jack, and very excited about it too, the local derby. And, of course, we saw Lonnie play North Launceston last year uh, in tough conditions, a little bit like what we've seen in Tassie yesterday where it's wet and very windy. And, of course, they, they got over the line in what was a bit of an upset. Um, but things have been flipped on their head a little bit this year, haven't they? I mean, if you'd asked me, Jack, a month ago, we, when we've been talking about it, you wouldn't have thought that North Lonnie were a chance and, and here they are and they in what looks a 50-50 game. Launceston, Tim, you watched a lot of that game yep, last week. They I were did. reasonably impressive. But, of course, that Cody Thorpe, he's, that's a big one because Jackie's so important with his structure up forward. But, of course, he gives Gronowegan a chop out in the ruck as well. And that's an interesting one. And then on the back of that, does his older brother, Mitch, the coach, does he come in and play? That's he's only played that. three or four games this year. Um, so that's fascinating. But looking forward to the call team. It's going to be good, Jack. Brett Gapen, former... Alice Lynch, medalist, of course, Tassie captain and coach at various stages, has joined us with a call with Brent Costello. Looking forward to it. Should be exciting. Are you a bit flat, Flash, that you've uh, gone from calling AFL finals and all of a sudden you back yourself, find yourself back in the local leagues? Is, uh, was Excuse it, me. Did it ever I, get to the point where demotion. it was maybe yeah, demotion? You'll pass through this? No, absolutely not. I'm very much looking forward to it. I've called several TSL grand finals over the last uh, 10 or 11 years and they've always been very enjoyable and I don't expect anything different this time. North Launceston going for their sixth flag in eight years, which I find, Tim, quite remarkable, really. It's a it's been a wonderful almost decade period for them. It has been. We touched on it last week, didn't we? They've they've done things right for a long time, North Lonnie, and as you said, to go eight consecutive grand finals and to be going for your sixth flag in eight years is is a special achievement in any any competition at any level. But um, as we touched on, I think they're gonna have their work cut out. Launceston also going for a bit of history, I think first time in there TSL career anyway that they'll be going for back-to-back premierships. Yeah, they certainly got one in when it was became defunct state league, didn't yep. they? They got a couple in a row. First back-to-back. I, I don't three. think they've won two in a row, though, have they? Yeah, no, they certainly did. Did they? they? Yes, they did. Look but up. not in the state league, certainly, Perfect. level, which they haven't done so. But, you know, so they're going for back-to-back. And we talked about six and eight for North Launceston. But it's been a terrific period, Jack. Just, just recapping what they've done in 2013, they finished eighth. Uh, but they always had those junior teams that were very successful in the early 2010s, if you like, and they managed to sustain it. I find it quite remarkable that 
this year, for example, they lost 10 or 12 senior players again. They yeah. had 19 debutants, and they've managed to do it again. Um, of course, they beat Lauderdale for, in the treble, didn't they? 17, 18, 19, beat Lauderdale every year. And previous to that, Glorky upset them in 2016, but they beat the Western, the old Western Storm, which was on the back of South Launceston and Glorky in 14, 15. Quite remarkable. And listen, Jack, I want I want to talk about this, actually. I, I've just done a bit of history. Well, the Clarence era, of course, Jack, and that started back in 93. And I'm also looking at that era for a bit before your time, 93 through to t- 2000, when they won... Five flags, of course. So in the State, modern statewide, era, statewide as well. Statewide, that's right. So the statewide league went right through to 2000. Then it became the SFL. For example, you won your flag 2006. Correct. Yep. In the SFL, so perhaps that's got a asterisk against it <laughs> if you look a little bit closer. But in seriousness, it was a terrific area then. Of course, Clarence won more flags, but the little bit of history for the people at home. Of course, Newtown in the old T T. FA was TFA, I think, back TFA. in the day. They won six flags between 48 and 56. Uh, North Hobart won six flags between 38 and 45. And Sandy Bay, of course, a great team in the 70s, won five flags. And then from the north, Scottsdale and the North Lonnie teams from the 70s and 80s, very strong. But my, my, what was the better era, those great Clarence teams or the great North Lonnie teams? I'd like to ask the people because... I've canvassed a lot of Clarence people, Tim, that you well know. And they're <laughs> absolutely filthy every time I bring this yep. subject up. Uh, I'm going to say the Clarence one mm. based on the fact that I think TFL footy back then was of a higher standard. However, I will say that this is year eight for North Lonnie. It is. If they end up with eight out of ten, let's say, which is a possibility the way they're going, the way they keep producing players, then they could potentially overtake it but I have got McLaren's jumper on underneath well and Jack of course back in that era Bernie was strong at different times weren't they and, and Devon was in the was in the tournament but um, it's an interesting one they're, they're building something here I and mean, the beauty about North Lonnie and Lonnie in particular they've just been able to keep the mature players and I think that's where the, the Clarence's, the North Hobarts, etc., would really yep. like to get to Galorki, which are rebuilding now. For example, Kingborough doing a bit the same. But can you keep the, the mature 25, 26, 27-year-olds or they go off to play at St Virgil's IHA, well, for example? And, that, and that's the challenge. It's a bit hard when there's open checkbook back there, Flo, isn't it? <laughs> Certainly uh, not well, the, the shipyard. Mate, <laughs> there, of course, well done to the mighty ships winning yeah, back-to-back no, practice on the weekend. Very, very good. Our yeah, man, Speedy Stan, and he kicked a couple of crucial he, goals, didn't he? He kicked just the one, but it was outstanding. He yeah, had one of those games where he was in everything. Played and a role. Just brought, it, brought it to ground Sacrifice. like a good sort of key forward, and though he's undersized. Flash, yeah. so, so who we think is going to win, boys? Is it... North Launceston, who have uh, will surprise us all to make the grand final in terms of beating Launceston to go straight through, or will it be Launceston the team that is looking for back-to-back? I'm going to go with North, I think, grand final experience. I think they need to avenge the loss from last year. I'm going to go with Launceston. I think they've been the best team all year, uh, and I think their best footy will get it done uh, just. I think it'll be a close one. I'll go through the tapes, but I think I'd tip Launceston to beat North Lonnie by about 40 points. Uh, in the second semi. So this sounds absolutely ludicrous, but on the flavour of what we've been talking about this great era, I'm going to go with the kids at North Lonnie. Was that at Windsor Park? Or was that at Utahs? The grannies at Utahs, It was at Windsor it? Park, yeah. yes. How, how do we feel? What do we no, I'm not happy I thought with that we'll Go for it. I watched it on the live feed this week. I thought it would be good. It's the number one game, the only game of TSL footy yes. getting played this weekend, and it looked like it had 25 kids' sandpits all over the ground. I thought it yeah, was, I or thought a long jump competition. Leonard's. 
Jumping in the long jump. I thought it was substandard. It looked poor. And in the one game of TCL footy that was getting played this week, when two kilometres down the road you have a world-class venue, I thought it was disappointing. So to it was have to nothing watch to do with the thought maybe that Clarence, your beloved Clarence, would be a better chance of winning at UTAS? Nothing no, to do with that, of course? not at all. Okay. No, just as a, as a spectator watching that game, I thought it, it took away from what should have been its, one of its best games to watch. Well, it was comprehensive, and that's what we know. And it, By the way, can we just touch on Cox Goodyear's yes. year as well? Won yep. the medal for the second, second time. time. What, what a player he's been. Um, at 16-17, he was, he was sort of touted, never went that way, and lost his way a bit at 18-19-20, but tremendous player, and well done to him. And I guess it's going to be him and um, Walsh and Donnelly, the experience against the Blackberries and maybe Mitch Thorpe, Musica, etc., um, cannot wait for the contest. Looks a beauty. Well, boys, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on international cricket and local cricket at the moment. Uh, we've got the England and India series rolling on and the ramifications that that may have for the Ashes. Yeah, well, India have certainly been in- impressive. There's no doubt about that. I think what they've been able to do in the last four or five years is is get together a real battery of pace bowlers, which is unusual for India. They come normally with a, with a heap of spin options, but um, they've got a terrific fast bowling core that have now come to Australia and won twice. Uh, they're now on the cusp of winning a series in England. So uh, they've been super impressive. Um, you know, it's really obvious that India are a hugely talented cricket side, but I think what they've probably lacked in the past is, is real discipline, um, that real team-first approach. Um, they've always had superstar players, but now at the moment it seems like they've still got, if you're at Coley's, your, your Jasper Boomer is world, world-class players, um, but everyone else in that team is playing their role and, um, and executing it superbly at the moment. They're... Probably the best team in the world right now. And, and don't forget, they were 2 for 140. Yep. So they're not for 100, 2 for 140 and absolutely yep. flying. Yadav and Boomer have been outstanding. Boomer's yep. a remarkable cricketer. And, he, and on day one, in the first session, he's just good and he's good on day yeah. five in the third session. He bowled 22 or three overs the other day, two for 27. They yep. just couldn't hit him off the square. No, and he is. He's, he is extraordinary oh. because he's so different. He's, his action is different. He's hard to pick up. He's wide of the crease. Uh, he, his unusual action just throws you out of whack a little bit, and you can see guys struggling with that. But we had we've had him twice here now in Australia, and, and both times you always talk about fast bowlers trying to bring them back, bring him back, make him bowl more overs. See how he's bowling at six o'clock on day two. The extraordinary thing with Jasper at the moment is he just keeps coming. He doesn't slow down. He doesn't wane in accuracy. He just keeps on coming. He's at the moment right on par, I think, with Paddy Cummins as the best bowler in the world. But in terms of Ashes, Jack, what's going to be interesting in, in the last test is what do they do with their fast bowler, in particular Jimmy Anderson, who's now nearing on 40. Uh, do they play him in a fourth test or do they rest him in a series decider so he doesn't get injured or potentially get injured oh, and, and have him come here you? fresh? Come on. Surely they're not resting him in the series decider, surely. I think they could. He's 40 years old. <laughs> He's old. i tell you what the fan one, Hamid, watching his cricket, isn't he stable at the top of the order? He is. Uh, I know you're a big fan of him. Mm. Um, yeah, he certainly scored a lot of runs domestically. Uh, knows his game mature, really well. He? he certainly is. Um, yeah, he's certainly mature beyond his age. He knows his game. He knows where he scores, and he's extremely patient, sticking to it. So he hasn't quite gone on, has he, yet, and scored the big 100, but you can see that he's going to be a player for England that's going to score a lot of runs. I sense you've already... Found a couple of chinks there by the look of your face. I know you pretty oh, well. Yeah, not chinks, but I mean everyone, every batsman, whether it's club level or international level, has got a weakness. You've got to find it. That's one thing. You've then got to execute um, execute the plan to him, and that's another. And he's obviously going to be trying to combat that in, in ways that he can. But 
Um, certainly, coming to Australia for an English batsman is, is sometimes as hard as it is for us to go to England and cope with the swinging ball. They now come to Australia and have to have to cope with extra bounce balls that they're used to bouncing around their thighs and all now around their uh, chest area, um, and that can be very very difficult to 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 get used to, and it takes time. Just to finish on that with that the series, but, you know, Burns and Hamid at the top, and Milan and Roots and Besto Butler, they they look a little bit more stable than yeah. I thought maybe they were going six months ago. Is that a fair... Yeah, I think so. Um, I think they've gone back to a few guys like Bairstow. I mean, yep. Bairstow kept last test. Uh, Joss Butler missed the test because he was having a baby, so he comes back in this test match. Um, I'd imagine at the expense of Bairstow or Ollie Pope will slide out of the side, but he got 80 in the first innings. So, uh, again, he's another young batter who if he comes to Australia. We'll be certainly looking forward to testing him out and see how he goes on the back foot, but... Extremely talented player. And Flash, on the local scene, a uh, big signing for the Hurricanes or re-signing for the Hurricanes? Well, our news, of course, last week with James Faulkner, which went viral right around the world. Yeah, really? Wow, we um, Fascinating. But good news from a Hurricanes perspective with, with Benny McDermott signing for a couple, Matthew Wade for three. Yep. There's two of your top three for rock solid. Uh, there's... That's that's predictable, isn't it? Nothing to it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that Nathan Ellis as well. So you're starting to put together Our boy probably Nathan three Ellis. of your key pieces. Another Jack and Paney guest. Uh, he's had a, an excellent 12 months. So I think him. all three of them have re-signed till the end of 2024. Yeah. So again, you're getting your your core pieces together. Matthew Wade is probably alongside Darcy Short our best and most important player. Uh, missing him last year, you could tell really made a difference. So having him potentially available for the full tournament. Ben McDermott keeps getting better and better, and Nathan Ellis, as we've seen, is um, a real key to their taking wickets through the middle and at the end, which can slow your run rates right down. So, yeah, they're, they're three massive signings for the Hurricanes. I love how Flash, did you just pick that up? He said our. He's talking about our. He's our Well, hurricanes. it's funny. Our you just hurricanes. beat me to it. Obviously, you're completely ruled out for playing this year. I guess with the yes. Ashes, it means. Yes. Yeah, you just can't really fit in. No, no, I haven't got time to play a big bash this year, unfortunately. There's no money. Yeah. Have, you, have you played your last game of the Hurricanes? Just you get your uh, notepad and I would like down, to Jack. think not. I uh, think okay. regardless of when my international career ends, I have intentions of playing on. So two, thing, two things, Jackie Madari, I've got here is that his football career is not done. <laughs> no, we can put a line through that. <laughs> That's done. That's done, and I'll tell you when that got done, Jack. Xavier Doherty playing social soccer on a Sunday Did required a full knee Did reconstruction, you? and I said to my wife... Seeing Dowie on, on uh, crutches, that was it for my footy career. It's ruined his last few months. It has. Well, Flash, Shattering. thanks for joining us again, giving us all things AFL and all things local football. And then, obviously, uh, just getting a few little nuggets of gold out of Tim Payne there. The captain's run is next with Kane Corns. The uh, Volcano is up next on one uh, 736 if you want to get involved. This has been Jack and Payne on SEN Hobart. We'll catch you next time.